0: Boom, right there in the lights for Steve Torrance. He leveled one. 368, Brittany goes to the number one spot. You know what I'm going to do? And I said, yeah, you're going to push. And uh, he goes, absolutely, that's my girl. And, uh, you know, she was running 333. That's pretty quick. But, um, you know, almost identical times on the board. That's pretty crazy. But congrats to this flavor pack team and this guy too right here. Thank you for letting me have one number one qualifier. You've had every one of them all year. Great job. Thank it's an too. unusual track condition. It's cool. And it's very, very tight. It's something that we haven't been on basically all year. And then it's coupled with uh, very good air. Uh, we've got some altitude, but it's dry and it's cool. So these conditions are we don't normally see. So when you've got a greater load and the air quality than it is, it makes the fuel demand very critical. So the window for air on the tune-up gets really small. As the track begins to heat up, which it is now, it's 87 degrees now. We're about at 81 for the first pair of dragsters. They're going to make it more like normal, so I think you'll see the attrition rate get better as the day goes on. Well, thank you for that. Obviously, we want to see cars go down the racetrack. But- Welcome back to the Nitro Performance Guide. This is the Nitro Performance Guy. My name is TJ, and we'll be breaking down that Bristol race that we just saw. Uh, or, in other words, it's Bristol, baby. So... We got a lot to talk about today. Um, There was a lot of news in the NHRA this past week. Uh, The return of the NHRA winningest top fuel driver in history, Tony Schumacher. Uh, Eight-time top fuel champion Tony Schumacher will be returning with backing from the Maynard family. Uh, So that's amazing. Uh, Anytime he showed up, he's always made a good run of it. Uh, He's always had a great car uh, behind him. So... It'll be good to see him competing for the championship again. Uh, so that's, that's really cool news. Uh, we got NASCAR Hall of Famer Tony Stewart uh, coming to the NHRA, uh, starting his own team, uh, a two-car team, but one funny car and one top fuel car. Uh, his fiance, Leah Pruitt, is going to be driving the top fuel car, and uh, his buddy Matt Hagen is going to be driving uh, the fuel funny car, so that's going to be exciting to watch, and that's great for the sport. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Uh, and then Toyota joins Team Capco with Billy uh, Torrance and Steve Torrance. That's great. That's amazing. Um, so it was a great race weekend. Uh, there was a lot of tricky conditions that the crew chiefs haven't necessarily seen this year. Uh, some, a track that, this, that is this cold, uh, you know, it was under 90 degrees. Yeah, the crew chiefs don't have a lot of data for tracks like that. So uh, it was interesting to see what they were going to do. Now, the conditions were ripe for nitro cars to go fast. You know, we also had this weekend the first national event for the Pro Stock Motorcycles. Uh, And it was good to see Angel Sampe get that first uh, victory. Uh, The winning is female. So that's very cool. Um, But we're going to jump right into it. We're going to go start with Friday night qualifying. Uh, So, a couple key takeaways from qualifying uh, in the first session is uh, there were a lot of timing issues. It pushed top fuel back into the night. Uh, The first session on Funny Car was, or uh, on Friday, was not supposed to be a full-fledged night session. Um, But we had some timing issues uh, in the right lane where some cars weren't getting times. Uh, Matt Hagen and Cruz Pedregon both made some very solid passes in that lane. Uh, and they didn't they didn't get times, so there was a kind of a little debate on uh, the American Hot Ride Entertainment Show uh, with me and some guys, which was very cool. Um, that they maybe shouldn't have given away qualifying points for that round, since not everybody uh, got times. So that's a good you know debate point, you know. So. There was a lot of cars that made some good runs. Not everybody got down. Uh, The cool kids, as Alan Reinhardt calls it, is uh, John Forrest, Robert Height, and Tim and They all made runs in the uh, 390s. Cruz Pedregon and Matt Hagen also made some good runs, uh, but we don't have any time for that, so who knows what they would have run. The track was certainly right for 80s, but we didn't see that. So, for one, the, tr- the track was tricky. You know, like, there was... There's two bumps in the middle of the racetrack. There's tunnels that go under the racetrack that uh, go over to the pit side where the fans can go walk around and meet their favorite driver and watch them take apart the car. Uh, so, those bumps are actually reflected on the racetrack. And if you watched any of the coverage this weekend, whether you watched it on NHRA TV or uh, the Fox broadcast. I mean, the cars were moving all around and, and hats off to the pro stock motorcycle riders that, you know, were dealing with those bumps that, you know, I mean, they were almost flying off the, the bikes. It looked like, you know, so happy that didn't happen, but uh, it, it was it was a quite a bumpy, literally race um, starting in, Q- in Q1. So after they figured out that timing issue, whatever it was, they, they had to like reset the computer or switch out the computer. Um, we started Top Fuel and then Top Fuel, the first couple of runs of Top Fuel had the same issue. So uh, they had to stop the show again and uh, fix it. And that's when they, they fixed the uh, or they uh, swapped out the computer. So... Uh, like I said, Top Fuel wasn't supposed to be a full-fledged night session. Um, so uh, we got some header flames on Friday. We always get header flames even during the day, but we got to see those big, nice, beautiful, white header flames coming out of the pipes uh, for Top Fuel. Uh, and some of those highlights were uh, Josh Hart going down there 3.779 at 323 miles per hour. Uh, we had Clay Milliken uh, wearing that... Dalton 25 tribute card which was a beautiful uh, paint job to see at the place he got his first win at Uh, Clay Milliken he got his first big show win here at Bristol so it was very cool to see him wearing that paint job at the place he won his first race at on Father's Day because that's usually when the race is it's on Father's Day Um, but anyway he ran a great run in the left lane uh, 3.747, 326.50 miles per hour. So that was a very solid run, uh, in the left lane. And Sean Langdon makes a good run, uh, in the right lane, running at a 3.791 at over 320 miles per hour. Um, then we have Justin Ashley, whose that car has, has recently come alive as of late. Uh, 3.729 at over 329 miles per hour uh, he had a 0.8460 that's getting it that's pretty good um, and then he was sub three seconds to the eighth mile at 2.99 um, he was number one for a couple pairs uh, so that was that was very cool to watch. And then so we see a couple side-by-side runs here because the, the other runs that I just talked about, there was either one car that made it, uh, and that was it. Either the other car, just something happened to the other car where they didn't get down to the other end. Um, so the first side-by-side alert, as I call it, um, Billy Torrance and Leah Pruitt. So Billy Torrance runs down there at 3.777 with at just 297.61 miles per hour. So that car wasn't running through the finish line. But a lot of times what happens is if you're not running through the finish line, there's so much downforce on these cars that if the the pipes go quiet, a lot of times your momentum uh, will still show in your elapsed time with that 3.777. But the speed will go off or will will, will fall off in a hurry uh, because of how much downforce, you know, is on these cars. 6,000 pounds of downforce on the rear wing. Uh, Incredible. But anyway, Leah Pruitt, she gets the better of that run with the 3.752 at over 321 miles per hour. Uh, And then the final pair we saw, number one and two on the points, Steve Torrance uh, for Capco and Brittany Force wearing the flavor pack colors this weekend. Um, Britney Forrest gets number one, 3.682 new track record at over 328 miles per hour. She had a .816 60-foot time. Wow. That's getting it. That is getting it. And then Steve Torrance in the other lane runs a 3.727 at 323.212 miles per hour. And he blew up at the top end. We don't usually see those cars. Uh, blowing up, but we saw a lot of explosions this weekend. We'll talk more about that as we get to race day. Um, But that was how it ended up, how it shaked out at the end of one. Uh, So moving on to Saturday, the second session was rain delayed. Uh, They were expecting some weather, so uh, they were going to run the sportsman cars in the morning, but they weren't able to do that because uh, of the rain. Uh, So after the rain, when they did finally get on the racetrack, uh, the air temp was a cool, brisk 62 degrees uh, with the track temperature at 85 degrees. So that's stout. The track is tight. It's sticky. um, It wants all the power you can bring to it. But you got to make sure you apply it the proper way. Um, So then and so some of the highlights I have here is Mike Salinas goes to the top spot. 3.668 3.668 at over 329 miles per hour, 329.83 to be exact. Um, and then at the eighth mile mark, he got to the eighth mile in 2.943 seconds. Incredible, incredible. And at the 60-foot mark, he got there in 0.8. Two nine seconds. Wonderful. That's incredible for team scrappers. Um, and that team. We also we saw a lot of sixties in this session. Uh, so then we got RNL Carriers, Technet, Josh Hart coming up 3.696 at over 330.88 miles per hour. That was his first 330 uh, mile per hour run, which was amazing. Uh, his 60-foot time was 8.30. That's great. That's great. That's that's really solid uh, for the TechNet guys. Um, that's really cool. So then we see Sean Langdon come up there, the DHL uh, Kalita Dragster. He goes up there and runs a 3.763, 329.91 miles per hour. His 60-foot time was 8.53. Uh, he was dancing around a little bit up at the top end. Uh, but again, that that happens on the good runs because uh, the cars are spinning the tires the whole way down the racetrack. Um, and th- that's what I was kind of alluding to with uh, when the speed falls off. Uh, the cars are spinning the tires the whole way down the racetrack. Uh, it's a controlled slip. They are never one-to-one with the racetrack when they hit the gas. Uh, they don't get one-to-one with the racetrack until they step off of the gas. I thank you, Alan Reinhardt, for sending me that graph. From that Leah Pruitt run. Uh, and, and I saw it. Like the, the the wheel speed in the back. Is much more than in the front. Um, and then they come back together. When she steps off the gas. It's a very cool graph. Um, but it shows that. So even with them being hooked up. 6,000 pounds of downforce on that rear wing. Or the other. Uh, or that big rear wing on the funny cars. Because uh, it's the same situation. Um, you know. They're, they're dancing around up there. Because. You know they're still spinning the tires, so that's cool. Um, but anyway, Sean Lane was dancing around up there, but that's perfectly fine. He's a hell of a driver, and he got it down through there. Uh, so then we have the Clay Milliken car come back up again, eight twenty six sixty foot uh, gets down there at three point seven one one at over three hundred seventeen point one two miles per hour. He was sub three seconds at the eighth mile, 2.974. Uh, so that's that's really stout. Uh, if I'm going to look really quick here. Okay, no. Um, Salinas was still quick, quicker to the eighth mile. Um, and then uh, another side-by-side run, we see Billy Torrance for Capco and Leah Pruitt going down through there at the 60-foot mark. Uh, Billy Torrance was at 8.20.820, 0.820, uh, and then Leah Pruitt is 0.836. Just uh, very, very good. Uh, Billy Torrance at the other end runs 3.704 uh, at again to just 293.60 miles per hour. Uh, however, Billy Torrance was running 200. 96 miles per hour at the eighth mile at the eighth mile at 660 feet he was running 296 miles per hour but it didn't make it to the finish line because uh, his eighth mile speed was bigger than his actual thousand foot speed uh, and over in the other lane, we got 3.691 for leah at 327.11 miles per hour uh, both cars were sub three seconds to the eighth mile. Uh, so th- they were getting it down there. Um, also notable, the final pair, number one and two in the points, Steve Torrance and Brittany Forrest. Um, neither car got to the finish line under power. Uh, however, they had matching 60-foot times. And, and get, it, get a load of this one. 0.816. Stout. So stout. That is getting it in a top fuel car. Uh so they didn't get down there, it didn't stick, but I, I that was notable. I had to make sure I, I put that in here. Uh that both cars were the exact same 60 foot. So the from the time that they hit the gas and those engines go full full song, by the time they got to 60 feet, they got there at an exact dead heat. Incredible. Incredible, truly incredible. Uh so switching gears, which is funny because we don't switch gears in these classes. We're going to go to Funny Car session number 2. Um so some highlights here. Matt Hagen runs down with the Flames up 3.958 at over 330.31 miles per hour. He was in the left lane. Uh Dave Richards. How about Dave Richards with the guaranteed rate car uh Mustang runs 4.00 I'm sorry. 4.015 at 310.98 miles per hour. He was in the right lane. Uh, these were the only two full pulls of the session. Um, nobody else got down under power. Those were the only two funny cars that got down there. Uh, Alexis ties Matt Hagen's 60-foot time, 0.873, which was the quickest of the session. Wilkerson. He had the second quickest 60-foot time at 0.74. And this was the second, like I said, the second quick to 60 feet. Uh, So moving on to qualifying session number three. um, Here's a little bit about the conditions. Uh, It's 62 degrees. So if you remember, uh, if your memory serves you, that was the same air temperature as the previous session. So we haven't had too much change. But the track temperature has gone up. It's now a hundred degrees uh, for Q3. Again, tile fuel out first on Saturday. Um, so a couple of the great runs we saw. Uh, Spencer Massey, 3.761 at 322.19 miles per hour. He had a 0.2760 foot. Uh, that's a great that's a great 60 foot time. We had Steve Torrance. this was the run. Uh, he gets the number one spot. let me tell you what he ran. 3.667 at over 331.28 miles per hour. Now, Salinas, who was sitting number one, ran 3.668. So by a thou, he gets it. Uh, and check this 60 foot timeout. 0.811. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, so then we go to Justin Ashley, who runs a three point six eight eight at over three hundred and thirty miles per hour, um, with a three or eight point three two sixty foot time. Uh, to be exact, his speed was three hundred thirty point eight zero miles per hour. Uh, so that's that's getting it. Everybody's is is it's out there. If you want to run a sixty, it's out there. But we'll talk about a little bit more about that too, and what they're having to do when they're running that quick. Um, Billy Torrance and Brittany Forrest go down side by side one more time. And Billy Torrance gets there at a three. He stops the clock at 3.672 at over 329.58 miles per hour. Uh, his 60 foot time 0.817. Excellent. Uh, Brittany Forrest 3.672 at 333.58 miles per hour. And her 60-foot time was .822. Now, I didn't mess up. I set the same number. The same number popped up on both scoreboards, guys. Incredible. Incredible that we have these 11,000-plus horsepower race cars that we can get that close. Awesome. They were both sub three sub-three seconds to the eighth mile. Josh Hart with another solid run, 3.742. At over 329.75 miles per hour, his 60-foot time was 8.38. Um, all the others did not make full runs. Steve Torrance had the quickest uh, eighth-mile time at 2.946. Um, he also had the quickest 60-foot time at 0.811. Wow! Stout, stout, stout performances uh, from the Dragsters. So, hopefully the funny car guys were paying attention, because, and they usually do. <laughs> uh, the funny car pe- folks were paying attention because um, now we see what the track can hold and what it can do. Uh, so, a few of the notable runs that I have here um, is Cruz Pedregon running 3.975 at over 320.13 miles per hour. He had a point eight seven four sixty 60 foot. Um, then we had Ron Cass from Napa Auto Parts. 3.945 at 325.61 miles per hour. He had a 0.885 sixty foot, and uh, he was 3.198 at 660, uh, which is half track. Uh, Alexis DeJoria. Alexis DeJoria. Have to say that name right. Uh, gets the number one spot. 3.907 at 326.79 miles per hour. Her 60-foot time, 8.68, was great. She was in the left lane. Um, And her eighth-mile time was 3.160. So very stout. Uh, Then we see David Richards. How about Dave Richards? 3.983 at over 315.27 miles per hour. That's his first three-second run. I love seeing this. I love it. Of course, we love seeing the 80s and the, the you know, the 60s. But when a guy who's coming out here, he doesn't do it every weekend, and he comes out and he runs a career best, that's huge. That's amazing. That's amazing. So hats off to those guys. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, he had a a point eight eight three sixty 60-foot time, and he was in the left lane. Um and then we'll end off the session with Matt Hagen getting a good run. Uh, 3.959 at 200, 326.24 miles per hour. He had a .869 60-foot time. Uh, everybody else did not get down the racetrack. Um, so, at this point, we're expecting to see anything. We don't know what we're going to see uh, come race day. So, this is where it starts, The good, the fun stuff. <laughs> well not the fun stuff it's all fun um, so there was a lot of big boomers in the first round uh, and a lot more than we've seen possibly in a long time uh, like NHRA doesn't like when the cars are blowing up like that uh, you know I, I even said it on uh, on American Hot Ride Entertainment uh, which you have if you haven't checked that out check it out uh, it features not bland twenty one Dujardin, great guy uh, Andrew uh, at everything Nitro and me myself the Nitro Performance guy who you're listening to and uh, Darren uh, with American Hot Ride Entertainment. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Um, but I said it that you know usually when explosions happen like this. HR jumps in and says, okay, well, let's let's back off the nitro percentage, or let's do this, or let's do that. They make the changes to make sure it doesn't happen. But anytime you put nitro in the tank, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, and the way they were having to run these cars on this day, uh, which, let, let me tell you these air conditions. The air temp was 53 degrees Fahrenheit. And the track temperature was 80 degrees so, the track was stout. So, you pretty much have to throw the kitchen sink at it. I mean, that that's just, that's just how you have to run the car when it's that cool. The car wants to go fast. So, a um, couple notable runs from first round. Uh, in the right lane, we have Mike Salinas, who would be our eventual race winner. Uh, 3.672 at over 334 miles per hour. To be exact, 334.32 miles per hour. His 60-foot time was 0.28. That's getting it. His reaction times, which we've been talking and celebrating Mike Salinas for his great reaction times, 0.32. That's good. That's great. Um, at, the, at the eighth mile, he was sub three seconds, 2.950 at over 294.95 miles per hour. I love Reinhardt when he says, hey, next time your, your buddy says, oh, I go through zero to 60 in this amount of time. How about zero to 334.32 miles per hour in 3.672 seconds? Big boy times. Big boy times out here. Okay, so then we got Steve Torrance who uh, wins his, rank. He's, his lane. He's in the right lane as well. Uh, his 60-foot time. Point eight two three, uh, his big time down there on the board. Three point seven two nine at three hundred twenty eight point three eight miles per hour. His reaction time was point five four. Uh, he was also sub three seconds to the eighth mile. Two point nine nine six. Um, then we have Justin Ashley and Sean Langdon. Uh, Justin gets him off the line at with that point uh, five six reaction time to Langdon's point six. Five, uh, which is I always like seeing synchronicities and numbers like that so that's very cool uh, mirrored numbers there um, so 6 at the 60 foot block point eight three five for Justin Ashley and for Sean Langdon point three nine, point eight three nine, excuse me uh, and at the 8th mile Sean Langdon was basically 3 seconds flat uh, with an 8 at the end at over 292 miles per hour uh, but in the other lane, we have Justin Ashley just getting it, 2.967 at over 295 miles per hour. Uh, the big times down there at the board for Justin Ashley, who are, would be our race winner uh, in this specific race, uh, 3.690 at over 334.48 miles per hour. That comes up again. Uh, that's his career best. So that's very cool. Uh, to Sean Langdon's very stout, Uh, 3.739 at over 327.43 miles per hour. Great run, uh, just in a losing effort. Um, So there was a lot of big boomers. Uh, One of the big ones was um, uh, Massey. As he stepped off the line, like he made a clean run. It got down through there. It was really a good-looking run. And then as soon as he stepped off the gas, boom, it was a giant fireball. Um, and so, but that wasn't the only one. There was, uh, Billy Torrance blew it up again. Uh, there was a lot of just blower pops, even if there was good runs. It, it's, they, maybe it happened before they stepped off the gas, or maybe it happened before the finish line, but there were a lot of them. Uh, so Joe Costello gets Eric Medlin, rest in peace, his father, John Medlin, to explain, like, why are we seeing all of these explosions? Uh, and so this is what I, I took notes about and what, what he said. We've got unusual track conditions here. It's cool and it's tight. They don't really have a lot of data for a track like that. The altitude, when they're at altitude, they're in the Mountain Thunder Valley. They're between two mountains here. Uh, so there is some altitude, but it's dry. The air was dry and it was cool. Uh, so when the car, when the when the air is like that, you got to run the car hard. And that's what I was saying earlier. You know, you got to run the car hard. Uh, greater load increases the fuel demand. You got to put more fuel in the engine, right? And 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 it's very critical. It's very very critical. The window for error when you're running the car like that is extremely small. Um, Alan Reinhardt said it. You know, he he was talking to. Uh, he was had he had a conversation with David Grubnick, and he said, the more fuel. More parts are working. Uh, nitro is extremely unpredictable for one, but he was talking to uh, David Grubnick, and basically, the room for error just gets smaller and smaller and smaller depending on how hard you're running the car. So, for instance, if you're going down there running 3.8, you know, 3.8 anything to 3.9 anything, you got a large window pr- pretty much. Now, this is in the dragsters because that those are really good on-the-edge runs for funny cars. Here's the other thing we got to acknowledge. Even when these cars run good, they're always on the edge, right? So continuing on with David Grubnick's um, example, when you start trying to run these things in the 70s, uh, dragsters, uh, in in the 60s, that room for error gets really, really, really small. So a small thing that might not have, you know, caused the engine to explode when you if you're not running the car as hard, when you're running 80s and things like that going easier on the parts. Uh, you might scuff a piston, you might, you know, do something that's not going to make something so extravagant. But when you're running the car that hard and you miss it by this much, you're going to get extravagant results uh in, in whether it goes the good side, which means it gets down there to the finish line and there's no damage, you're gonna see a nice number on the board, big speed. But if it goes wrong, it's gonna be equally as extravagant, but not necessarily positive. Uh, and and that's what we saw there. We saw really good air. The guys were forcing the fuel through that, you know, through that V-hemi V8. And it was. It's not that they weren't. That they. Everybody just got dumb overnight. It's the fact that you're having to run the car so hard and the room for error is not very wide when you're trying to run the car like that. You have to run the car like that when the track is that tight and the air is that good. Because if not, you're going to shake the tires. You're not going to get to the finish line anyway. Um, So that was one of the explanations that we got for why we had so many extravagant explosions. Um, they were running the cars hard and like I said they're always on the brink of destruction always <laughs> so it's it's just you, we saw a lot of the you know the other side of you know what it can be we haven't seen that in a long time so uh, I, I think that's a testament to the safety to the NHRA um, you know we, we see the record setting runs we don't see the explosions but that past, this past weekend, we saw the explosions. And we also saw the record runs. So it's just kind of, you know, everybody runs their car differently. And we have to, you know, put that into, take that into consideration. The cars are sanctioned. They're, this is a sanctioning body. They're, you know, you can't do this. 500 cubic inches. Uh, this is what you got. Everybody's got the same power plant. Everybody's tuning the wrenches differently though. So, uh, but, but I love what, Reinhardt says to move on to the next section is you don't squeeze 11,000 plus horsepower out of 500 cubic inches being soft. Just saying. Uh, So I think that was a perfect explanation uh, for what we were seeing. Um, So moving on. Funny car highlights of round one. Huge points implications. We have JR Ty and Matt Hagan lining up in the first round. J.R. Todd beats him. J.R. Todd beat the points leader, the then points leader. Uh, and the crazy part about it is the, the the run Matt Hagen ran would have beat a few of the other runs in the class. There was a lot of cars that didn't get down the racetrack if he had been lined up against them. You know, but that's why they don't run them on paper. They run them on the racetrack. Um, so Pedregon, Forrest, DeGioia, and the others right place, right time kind of sport, uh, which essentially goes to what I was saying there. Matt Hagen would have beat those cars. Amazing. Uh, Tasca wins. DeJoria wins. So a lot of the points players keep pace. Um, all the other points players advance. Force win. Height win. Uh, Caps wins. Pedragon wins. Um, JR runs the low E.T. of race day in the first round. He he needed every bit of it <laughs> to get that hemi on the other side of the racetrack. Um, so moving on to round two, top fuel dragster. Okay, so in second round, we see more humongous speeds, more humongous speeds. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Justin Ashley, 334 in the first round. Um incredible 334 for salinas as well so that was killer 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 um i just wanted to bring that back up 334 okay these are not just you know i already said it but i want to make sure i say it again because these are unreal speeds and that's why i wanted to make this podcast to make sure you guys understand just how crazy this stuff is so, anyway, we're going back in. So, second round, Top Fuel. Uh, Steve Torrance wins his race. Ha-ha. He didn't have a race. It was a buy to the final because we uh, were a little short on Top Fuel cars this week. Um, but he goes down there and runs a 368-0 at 333 miles per hour. Uh, excellent, excellent. So, then in the next pair, we have Billy Torrance, his dad, and Justin Ashley. And uh, Justin Ashley gets Billy Torrance on a hole shot. uh, 3.705 for Billy Torrance to a winning 3.708. Billy gets down there at 327.27 miles per hour. And uh, Justin Ashley, huge speed, 333.33 miles per hour. Um, Billy Torrance, oh, the margin of victory at the end. Four thousandths of a second. Stout. Stout. Uh, Billy had a flash going through the lights uh, that could have had some kind of you know, impact on the run but who knows. Um, so in the next run we got Mike Salinas and Clay Milliken. Uh, Mike Salinas gets the win over Clay Milliken. 3.707 326.63 miles per hour. Mike Salinas was 070 off the line. Clay Milliken runs a 3.740 at 329.26 miles per hour. He was 062 off the line. Then in the final uh, pair of that round, we have Brittany Force racing Spencer Massey. Brittany Force gets the win, 3.671 at 332.10 miles per hour. She was 296.70 at the eighth mile. Stout. Spencer Massey runs a 3.77 uh, to get in a losing effort uh, at over 320 miles per hour. Uh, so, funny car, elimination round two. We got Alexis DeJoria. She gets the buy to the final because she was number one qualifier. Uh, she runs a 3.931 at 321 miles per hour. Very, very stout performance for Dale and Nikki and the guys. Uh, In the second pair of the round, we have Bob Tasker III and Robert Height. Bob Tasker runs into some problems, 4.338 at 220.55 miles per hour, um, to Robert's winning 3.920 at 329.34 miles per hour. Big speeds for the funny cars. Um, we got Ron Caps and Cruz Pedregon, two KG veterans. Uh, we got Ron Caps getting the victory 3.919 at 329.83 miles per hour. Another big speed. Uh, Cruz Pedregon runs at 3.920 at 326.63 miles per hour. Certainly not too shabby. So then we have John Force, 16-time champ. Lining up against J.R. Todd in the second round. J.R. Todd gets the win, 3.916 at 328.78 miles per hour. John gets into some trouble and crosses the line at 4.118 at 324.59 miles per hour. Now, interesting fact about this one here. John got into some trouble a little bit before 3.30 and pedaled the car. He got it back hooked up and that's why that time is still under 5 seconds. Under 5 seconds and check out the speed, 324.59 miles per hour. Incredible these cars are, just literally incredible. You hear my, you probably hear my notebook. I have so many notes. <laughs> okay. So moving on, we got top fuel dragster semifinals. Uh the track temperature is still 100 degrees. Um so we have Steve Torrance, Capco Contractors, Redline Oil, uh, and those guys racing against Justin Ashley with Smart Sanitizer, Vita C Shot. Uh, Justin Ashley was uncharacteristically late, uh, one o eight on the line, uh, which is not like him. Uh, Steve Torrance is 059. and it was it was all over after that. Uh, so we got three point six seven seven for Steve Torrance at over three hundred thirty one miles per hour. Huge speeds for the Nitro cars today. Um, and then and Justin Ashley, in a losing effort, uh, 3.691, 334.15 miles per hour. Uh, there was some daylight at the strike. It was definitely over a car length. And we know these cars are 30 feet long. Um, so then in our second semifinal top fuel, we got Brittany Forrest with Monster Energy, favorite Flavor Pack, Peak, Auto Club, Next to Mike Salinas in his Scrappers Racing, Mike Salinas gets the win 3.698 at over 330.55 miles per hour. He was 053 off the line. Brittany Force is 088 off the line, uh, but runs into some problems and crosses the stripe at 8 seconds 8.209 seconds. It's weird saying 8 seconds when we're talking about top fuel cars. Uh and uh she crossed it um almost eighty miles per hour there. Uh so moving on to funny car semi-final. Uh we got JR Ty for DHL, Mac Tools, CMR roofing, Toyota, Mobile One, um, and Ron Caps for Gear Wrench, Napa, Dodge, Penzoil. JR Ty gets the win. Ron Caps crosses the center line. He knocks that uh block. Off going through the line. This is not anywhere near the John Forrest controversy that we had earlier in the year. Uh, John did not cross. He did not hit uh, the block. If you hit a block, you are 100% over the line. Uh, so Ron Caps will incur a five-point penalty on this. This is just his first infraction of the year, though. Uh, the NHRA really cracked down with that and started... Um, Taking points away when they cross the uh, center line. Uh, so in the on the racetrack, we got JR Todd getting down there first, three point nine two one at three hundred twenty seven point eight two miles per hour. Huge speeds for the nitro cars. Uh, and Ron caps in a losing effort, three point nine seven two at three hundred eighteen point nine nine miles per hour. In a losing effort. Uh, so then in our second. Semifinal round for the uh nitro funny car class. We got Alexis DeJoia for Bandero, Tequila, Rocket Phones, and Toyota matching up against Robert Height in a semifinal. How about that? Uh, for Auto Club, Peak, Monster, and Chevrolet. Um, Alexis DeJoia gets there first 3.904 at 327.74 miles per hour. She was oh. 0- 86 off the tree. To Robert Heights, again, another good run. 3.934 at 329.10 miles per hour. He was 073 off the line. Uh, So, stout, stout runs. It's good to see the auto club running well again. Um, So, we move on to the Nitro Finals. In the finals, we go from slowest to fastest. uh, And that is... Uh, starting with the bikes, with Angel getting that. Congratulations to her and that team over there. Uh, and then we have Nitro Funny Car Final. We have in the left lane Alexis DeJoria, and in the right lane we have J.R. Todd Toyota Final Toyota Camrys Nitro powered Toyota Camrys. Alexis DeJoria finally gets that win. We've been all waiting for her to crack that. We've been we've been waiting for her to crack that case, <laughs> right? She gets off the line double two double zero two .002. That is incredible in a funny car. She runs a 3.921 at 327.66 miles per hour to JR Todd getting off the line at 067, which is a great reaction time by the way. But when the other person in the other lane is is O2, hold on. Uh, He runs 3.93 at over 326.32 miles per hour uh, in a losing effort. But it was by no means a uh, give me final. Alexis had to earn that. And it's just good to see her finally get through Nikki, Bonafonte, Dale Worsham, for Rocket Phones, for... Bandero Tequila for Toyota. How great to see that car finally crack through and get a win. Um, that's great. Ladies win in Pro Stock Motorcycle and Nitro Funny Cars. Always great to see the women win, and we love our ladies in the NHRA. And in the top fuel final, we have Steve Torrance, number one in the points. Also qualified number one uh, to Mike Salinas, the number two qualifier. Um this one was not expected. <laughs> so we got Steve Torrance 095 off the line. He blew the tires off at the almost at the hit. He barely got past the Christmas tree. He crosses the line at 10 seconds uh, and over 81 miles per hour. While Mike Salinas in the other lane with Alan Johnson uh tuning the wrenches and scrappers, 3.854 at only 245.2 zero five miles per hour he was not running to the finish line uh but Mike Salinas gets that win it's great to see that car coming alive at the end of the day so just a great day of racing um lots of lots of it was an expensive day uh you know with all the explosions that we saw but The track prep was great by uh, the Safety Safari. I tip my hat to them every week because that's why we see these big giant speeds. Uh, You know, we saw a lot of runs where the nitro cars were doing burnouts left or right of the starting line because the starting line was just perfect. It was great. You know, gone are the days of, you know, when you do your burnout, you back up in your tracks. That was gospel for a lot of years. Uh, Now they don't have to do that because the the, the, the tire technology, the track prep technology has gotten so good. uh, You don't need to do that. You know, sometimes they'll do burnouts and they'll back up into those tracks. But not always, you know, not always these days. Um, So it was just a great, great, great fall Thunder Valley nationals uh it was quite rare to have it in the fall but we saw some giant speeds this weekend 334 miles per hour um several times we had 333 miles per hour we had 329 in the funny cars uh no 327 anything over 325 in a funny car is getting it um sub three seconds to the eighth mile uh in the fuel cars with the top fuel cars you know very, very solid performances. And the the lanes were pretty much even. You know, you, you were not going to go back and say, oh, I lost it because I, I didn't have the good lane. You know, the lanes were about even. You know, we were seeing 330. We were seeing over 320 miles per hour in both lanes. Uh, and, and that's why I wanted to make, start making the designation, hey, this was in the right lane. Hey, this was in the left lane. Because, you know, the lanes were pretty much even. Um, so with that we have reached the end of another episode of the Nitro performance guide I hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something hope you enjoyed listening to me talk uh, for about 40, 40 minutes um, I love drag racing and I love music as well I'm also uh, a musician a classically trained musician um I have a lot I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Um, You know, I'm a a composer, I'm an educator, I'm a horn player, uh, though I haven't been playing horn as much as I would like to admit these days. I've been doing a lot of composing. Um, But I want to start ending my my podcast with some music that I wrote myself. Uh, So it's classical. It's got an R&B feel. That's the music of my choice. Um, And uh, that's how we end our shows. Uh, We might start it differently every time, but... We're going to end the shows with my music, uh, because it's a joint passion music and nitro drag racing, NHRA drag racing. Uh, so I'd like to thank, you know, just the NHRA for just putting on a great show that, that people are really, you know, tuning into. Uh, I I want to thank camping world for coming on board and really breathing more life into the sport. Um, You know, Tony Stewart, you know, bringing his NASCAR guys. We had Michael Waltrip at the track this weekend. So we're going to have a lot of Nitro guys coming, or you know, a lot of, excuse me, NASCAR guys coming over, seeing what we're about. I love that. That's incredible. Um, So I was a little bit more organized this time. (laughs) And I wasn't quite as all over the place. Um, But there certainly could be episodes where I am. So, again, like I said in the last episode... So are these cars. They're all over the place and so am I. So with that I want to thank you for tuning in and uh, I want you to have a great rest of your day. If you're listening to this during the day or if you're at night, you have a good night uh, and enjoy the music stylings of TJ Abernathy. Uh, So with that, we'll see you next week on next week's episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. Bye-bye.